Hello, folks. How are you? Welcome to episode 122 of FLA Exposure, brought to you by our friends, Enviage Sport Pre-Workout Coffee, available here in Canada from our shop online very soon. Check them out now at Amazon.uk. Uh, let's get right into it here, folks. Episode 122. I can't believe we started this in like April or whenever the hell this goddamn stuff started, and now we are 122 episodes deep. And every single episode, they keep getting better, more interesting, and uh, really excited to be joined by uh, you know a guy who you know I've been doing jujitsu events and been involved in the jujitsu community for a hell of a long time, and uh, spoke to this guy numerous times over the years, but also a fan of his jujitsu, a fan of. Uh, how he handles himself in the community. He's a super high-level competitor. Uh, he's an instructor at Unity Jiu-Jitsu in New York City. Um, you know, obviously, he's uh, the Bantamweight champion from Fight to Win. Uh, numerous time Pan Am champion, numerous time competitor on multiple high-level uh, events like Kasai Pro, uh, Soji, Subspectrum, the list goes on and on. So uh, let's bring him on. Uh, a very talented man himself, Mr. Edwin Juni Acasio. How are you, buddy? Hey. What's up, guys? What's going on? Uh, not, how you doing, man? Not too bad at all. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, how's things in New York City? You're at the gym now, you said? Uh, yeah, it's just New York is a funny place right now. I think every, everywhere else in the world is pretty awesome except New York right now. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, we're, I'm still here. I'm still still training. And, you know, I'm just I'm just blessed. I'm, I'm, I'm still able to train and do everything. And thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, of course. No, it's uh, everything I said is very true. And I've been following you for a long time. And it's uh, so your unity, uh, like you, we were speaking before, you know, you're obviously just in between classes right now. So you're at the gym all day. You know, you have the, the story of, you know, you're a wrestler as a kid. Uh, you know, you transitioned, you thought you were getting into MMA, you know, and then you just transitioned to, to jujitsu. You thought it was kind of more for you. And uh, what's kind of something that you've taken out of the, this far? You started 15 and, and here you are now. Yeah. So I, I think um, at 15, I got more of like, uh, I, I got into wrestling. Um, I, I I mean, if you read up on, on anything about me, mo most people know now, like I, I had like a really rough upbringing, yeah. uh, which kind of like took me a different route from wrestling. So like for like, a, I had a big gap from like being a high school wrestler to being like almost like, like getting being like 22, 23 to start. So I really started everything at 23. I started other things. Like I really started like at like 19 and 20, but I was getting my surgery on my ACL. I had to refix yeah. it. I had to do that. Then I had to get some surgery, another surgery. And so I had a couple of things before I was even able to get on the mat. Um, and then once I got on the mat, I just, you know, uh, training for MMA, which is something maybe – that's still in the horizon that's coming, uh, maybe. Nice. Uh, cool. And uh, uh, I fell in love with grappling and I just, you know, I really wanted to be like a high level, high level guy. You know, I, I knew I was good at jiu-jitsu, but when I met Marillo, we were just like, you know, I can be like much better. Like I can be much better. And so I set out on that path and, and that has been a long path. And I'm just now, just now starting to get like the, like the fruitation of that, you know? Well, it's interesting because I like there's so many levels to this game, you know. Like it's like here I'm a black belt in jujitsu. I'm a, like a guy who's trained forever, but like I could go and get smashed by a, a blue belt at a like when you're training three times a day. The levels in this game are so amazing. That's what I love about it, though. Like you can go to a yeah. different club and someone's just so good. Styles, you yeah. know. 
I think uh, I think that happens a lot right now. Like the standard for like a white belt blue belt for me is like the, uh, an amazing white belt and blue belt. So like you won't be so worried if you're you're you know a high level black belt. Um, but you know you got to be. It's one of the things you got to be kind of honest with yourself. Like, am I really trying to compete? I'm not gonna get upset that like I've got to lose to the, the blue belt who's training like you know three times a day, seven days a week with uh, world class competitors. It's, like, yeah. can't get mad at that. But like, if you're a world class competitor, you better be staying ahead um yeah for sure um and it's one of those things kid there man when i was a white belt i was not taught anything nowhere near what what i'm uh like the, what we teach at unity you know so yeah. uh i think the community is a little spoiled right now we're getting all this fun stuff that i had to figure out um but yeah, <laughs> yeah it, 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 there's levels to the game at every belt and uh you know yeah i black you know, you ain't sandbagging. You got to have some grit at black because I feel like people burn out by the time they get there. And then once yeah. they get there, if they don't get the results they want right away, it, it becomes like it tests you. And this is why you see like a lot of black belts, like they do well, but then they don't do so well. And then they just kind of fade out, you know, yeah, and, then, you know so, and, and, it, and I see it. It's like, uh, I remember talking to Devante one time and, and, and he was just like, you know, you got to have a lot of grit at black because it, it might not be the exact way where everyone else is. Like I'm not, I'm not uh, like my teammate, uh, Talison Suarez, you know, like where he goes out and that's it. Like immediate, like, you know what I mean? He, he's winning, yeah. Um, yeah. which, which I had a great debut, but I also had some lumps in the beginning that made me get a, you got to get used to it a little bit. And then you start going from there. Um, but it has levels. Big time. Well, and does that come back from you? Like all that being said, like, you know, like again, your story, the first student at unity, which is a pretty cool thing in my opinion. Um, you know, but you put in your, like every morning going to train with Murillo, like every day, you know, taking your yeah. licks. Is, is that something that like, because a lot of times there are those special students who will still do that. But a lot of times I find like, it's like, uh, I want it yesterday. Right. Very few people are willing to do the work like you're doing. Yeah. Um, uh, I think when I first met Marillo, we met outside of unity and he was getting ready to open unity. And yeah. I'm the first, he'll always say I'm the first American student. Cause there was one other student that's a big uh, nice. but I, I am one of the first few and, and very close to him. And, and I, when I trained with him, the difference between me and everyone else is like, I didn't really know about the world of jiu-jitsu and who, what person was. So I was never mm -hmm. caught up in like the fanboy stuff. So I didn't even know who Marillo was. Like, I didn't know he was this big deal. Like he's a legend. I didn't yeah. know who Joao was when I first trained with him or anything like that. I just trained. So yeah. for me, I just, I just trained and wanted to get better. And I got beat up, man, so bad back then. Even now, like we still, I still get beat up. Like it's, yeah. it doesn't change. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> I think uh, every Sunday, me and uh, I roll Marillo, and we, you know, we I get I get my lickings, but you know, it's it's just it's just part it's just part of it, man. Like that's like some mental toughness. It's like it's like you know how much I think you want something or, or want to get better at something or how much you love it if you are just going to train and you're just getting your ass whooped, but like you still want to train. Um, yeah. I think that attitude is what's coming up into my life right now because I changed a lot of things as far as like my my mental health and stuff like that and mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like the beginning where I was going back into the gym to get my lickings you know what I mean so now now I just feel like that but now I'm, I'm just at the higher level so that, cool. that's just how 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 I feel right now motivating fire right 
to get better. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you yeah, have to I, find it in different ways. Yeah, it's crazy times. I think I just fell back in love. I, I think I, I fell back in love with jujitsu again. And I felt I fell back in love with like instead of dreading the fight, kind of like excited about the fight. Like, oh, okay, I'm 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 just my nerves are just excitement, and I'm like I'm ready to fight. Versus like, man, I have to win this. I have to win this. I'm gonna let everyone down if I do this. And that was my mentality for like probably like the whole time I was at Brown Belt. And that's probably why I didn't do so well at Brown Belt. Like I did okay at Brown Belt. Like it, well, from my standards, I did okay at Brown Belt. Yeah, yeah. What what changed though? What like because there's other competitors I know that's the same kind of thing, and like they reach this, you know. Like I struggle with my mental health when it comes. Like I am a terrible competitor. Like I'm, I'm I have that. I'm, I'm losing before I get out there, and I always am amazed by athletes. Again, I say it a lot on this podcast. Like that can actually overcome that and really do well and, and succeed on a big level. Yeah. And what changed for you? Was it books? Was it some, like somebody close to you? Um, I was always trying to like be more on the positive route. Um. And, you know, I kind of just went with this mentality, like, okay, I'm going to work really, really, really hard. And I, I believe I can get these things, but like, you know, I'm broken, you know, like I'm broken. I've been through so many things in my life. So it's just like, like, like I deserve like this darkness. And like, I, I'm, I'm like in that mentality of like that and where I kind of changed the way I was looking at it at first. And I, and I kind of knew that it was my mind. It wasn't really my skills. My, yeah. my skills were good. Cause like, you know, I trained with a lot of people that are amazing in the world. I fought a lot, like the most like amazing people in the world since purple belt. So mm -hmm. like I've been exposed to it. It's not my skill. It's, it's more like that stuff that was embedded in my brain since I was like young, like, you know, like a lot of the trauma, a lot of the abuse, all that stuff mm -hmm. that like lasted for a long time. And I was always fighting it. And then like, I kind of like when I was at Brown belt, it just like, it really like just, man, I think at Brown belt was when I, I really, I think it was um after my EBI loss, man, I just wanted to quit. Like, I was just mm -hmm. like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, you know, and then I remember like taking like training, but not really training for like a week. I was healing up the injury and I was just like, I'm, I was really done. And I remember Marilla just telling me like, yo, I don't care. You got to come back to the gym. And mm -hmm. I was just like, all right. You know, I came back and then I, I got out of that whole year of darkness, man. It was so bad. Um, um, but I think what really changes, I started thinking more positive and try to be a little bit better about that. And then what really changed recently in like the last two months is I ended up getting uh, a mental coach mm -hmm. uh, for, um, uh, I have actually two. I have, I have one that is like completely different than the other. And then I have mindset Mike and, and he's, uh, he's cool. just on the side, just we're, we're doing worksheets. It's like homework. It's like school, you know, I'm rewiring stuff in my brain. So I'm not, I'm like, 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 I'm not nervous. I'm excited. You know what I mean? Like, it's like things like that, that are changing in my brain. And so like, I always, you, you know how you see everybody like, um, they go to the fights and they're just like wound it up the whole time. Right. They're just like, yeah. I have to be serious. You know, Yeah. that's how I'd be all the time. And that's just not me. The, the most awesome performance I had was at Kasai before I had any mental coach because I was so relaxed. I didn't care. I was having fun. I was laughing. I was chilling. And I think that's what I'm doing now. I'm getting used to this mindset of like switching things in my head. The mm -hmm. mental coaching on the side is helping me. Um, I have uh, two, having two people on the side, just really, really drilling that into my mental and me like doing it. Mm -hmm. And me, I'm, I'm looking at training completely different than what I used to. Always like, oh, I got to win. Yeah, yeah, because you're in the gym, right? Like you always got to win the round, always. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm not thinking I'm not thinking like that no more, man. I'm I'm trying really hard not to think like that. Like it's like, yo, all right, I lost the round. What have you got to fix? That's mm. it. You know, like, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to work, I'm trying to showcase the stuff in my matches that I'm doing in the gym, which is really creative jujitsu that I, I think about all the time. And it's working because I'm no longer like just like You're having that process. Yeah, I'm just kind of like I believe in my skills. I trust my jujitsu. Um, I'm smart. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be like positionally sound, but I'm going to do what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that's a beautiful saying, and it's something that took me a hell of a long time to come to acceptance with. And my coach is always it's believe like trust in your jujitsu. Yeah. You know, like it's once you once you come to that, like for me, it, it like. It, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I do believe in what I've learned here. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. not the baddest man on the planet by any means, but I also know that muscle memory, I will be able to, you know, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I know this, right? Like I believe like, in the process. Yeah, like you have to be honest with yourself. Like I listen to a lot of David Goggins, right? Because like that's yeah. one of my main people I like to listen to. But it's like, you know, it's a uh, positive talk's awesome, but like, like he always says like without the work, it's lies, right? Like, so mm. I know I put in the work so it's not a lie for me to say like, okay, I've, I've done the work. So I, I need to like allow myself to relax and kind of just enjoy the process of, of fighting, you know, like yeah. your body's going to do it, you know, like I forget, I mean, I have to go through this in a packet sometimes and we look at it and say like, I forget I've been on Kasai since I was purple belt. I've been fighting mm -hmm. black since I was purple belt. I've been fighting and winning on biggest stages since I started. And I forget that I am actually one of the most dangerous people out there, you know? Yeah. So like, I have to remind myself sometimes like, oh dude, like, you know, you worry about what you're doing and what, what you want to do and your focus and you just don't even think about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. The whole so, horse racing mentality, you know, like it's funny if like horses, the, if you put blinders on horses, yeah. they're not paying attention to what the hell, like yeah, they have a goal, I, right? Like I, I, I actually, I saw this recently in like a, on like a motiva motivational like meme. Yeah. And I never seen that, like uh, somebody talk about that. And I was like, oh, that's that's right. Like, um, or like a predator, a predator has their eyes on the front, right? The mm -hmm. uh, only preys have their eight eyes so they can survive, right? Yeah, so like true. Pre pred predators have eyes in the front. They're only focused on their mission and eating and getting what they got to do to survive versus the other people who have a bunch of eyes to defend themselves, which is Worried a really about, cool mentality. Oh, that is very cool, actually. That's, yeah, a, so that's an even better one. I like that so one. It's, so it's kind of like your, like, like my, 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 my like mindset, Mike says, you know, you're either a predator or you're prey. Yeah, you know? that's right. So, that's right. And while it shows in your jujitsu, man, it's, it's God. Well, I got to ask you about unity. The, the temperature in the room, is that still a thing? I know that was a big thing when uh, started. Back, back, so we had a small, small room back in the day. Uh, so like that was that was serious, man. Like I don't think I may have to worry about making weight not one time in my life. <laughs> I think I would like, I think that for like a year, I walked around like one, my actual weight and like I walked 35. around like 130, one, 134, like, like just oh, walk around. Dude. I usually walk around now like one, 142, 143, something like that. Um, yeah. but, but back then, mad light. Uh, it's not the same. It's just a big space now, so it's just not the same. But yeah. um, you still get hot in that room. You'll still get hot in that room, but it, it's just different than that small, humid space. Like the temperature would be like it'd be winter outside, and you would come in, it'd be like a sauna, you know. Yeah. So 
You know, no. it's good for like because Halifax Jiu Jitsu here in Nova Scotia, they do the same thing. They're under Marcelo and they do the same thing. And I think they might have stole it from you guys or Marcelo. I'm not sure, but it's it's cool. It's really good, but it's also kind of super dangerous in some ways. Yeah, it's super super dangerous. But you know, I don't know if everyone's like that it. forever. But I personally like getting to a place where you know that human's there you're doing rounds with the best people in the world and you're breathing heavy and mm. you that takes a certain grittiness to train yeah. through that so yeah. even if now i don't have it as the same way I, I i did it for so long that like i remember that that feeling you know and so it's it's really like one of those things yes it's dangerous yes it builds character you kind of have a happy medium but you know i think like we got to be a little bit tougher when we're going up through the ranks, you know, like yeah. if you're, you know, like you got to, that, that it says a lot. Like if you're going to be in a training room doing 13, 10 minute rounds with the best people in the world in a raw small room with the humidity like that, it's, it's a lot yeah. of people broke on that mat. And I can tell you, I've seen a lot of the best people who would come to visit, um, they would break and uh, they would be like dead tired. Like, um, so um, I know a lot of people coming through that room too, yeah, you know, yeah, so. it's interesting. Um, we had the first event I ever did speaking of, I don't know if he trains with you still or not. He did at a point, but uh, our first event we ever did our co-main event was Munch. Yeah. Yeah. Before, yeah. I, I still, I still see Munch every now and then. Um, yeah. He's still technically uh, he's, you know, team unity. Um, he's yeah. a good dude. Yeah. Like he is a great dude. Really solid, sweetheart yeah. of a guy. We, he came up we would have, We'd have some crazy rounds. I bet. I bet. So he doesn't. He's uh, he's kind of all over the place, is he? Yeah, I think like, he's focusing on the, the MMA right now. Uh, yeah, so I think true. he's doing well. I mean, I train with him every now and again when I see him. Um, mm -hmm. But I know he has his own things going on. So yeah, I mean, he's an awesome person, and he's always like he helped me a lot. Yeah, I learned. I think I, I learned a, a fair bit when I saw like train just training with him. Nice. Cool. Well, that's what it's about, I guess, too. When you're super high level, you like you can learn off one another, right? Like, hey, how'd you do yeah. this? Or you can learn at any stage, obviously. But I wanted to ask you about that ACL injury um, that you mentioned before. Obviously, like how, like it's interesting because you had that ACL injury. In, in, injury. You must have worked so hard to get back, and now here you are. You're competing at the highest sport, highest level of our sport in jujitsu. Heel hooks legal, you know. How, yeah. do you, how do you feel? Like, does it ever, like, do you ever have uh, soreness or do you heal it so well that it doesn't bother you? Um, I don't want to say I heal it so So I got my surgery back in the day um, and yeah. uh, I walked on it like it was completely torn. It's gone because I walked on it. Um, I was like going through some crazy stuff as a kid. And once I had it, I walked on it like six years and it kept buckling all the time and it would just hurt so bad. And then I got it fixed. I moved to New York with the intent to like, all right, I'm going to get my niece. I'm going to work, get enough so I can get in like the union, get the, get the, uh, the, insur the insurance, the benefits. And then I got immediately got surgery. Like that's all wow. I, I, I was where I, I got surgery. Um, and uh, I did two years of therapy for it because I came back out of it and it just, it was so dead. Like the leg, the muscle was yeah. gone and like I wasn't in shape. You know what I mean? So that, that's what started me to my work ethic because I knew how hard, I, like I was working hard, but then during the process, I realized, damn, I actually have to work really hard right now to do this. It seemed impossible because yeah. shit, I'm like a guy getting off of like smoking pills and 
doing the dumb shit every day and, 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 and not being athletic at all to like, all right, I'm going to do this. Um, and so I went through that surgery. I, I went to visit a gym and I, I loved it. I tried it out, but my knee was still getting like swollen. So I went back for another, another almost a year. Um, and then I went back to the gym and I just joined and then I was good. And then, you know, it's funny. The, the reason why I got into heel hooks, it wasn't like, oh man, I was always taught old school jujitsu. So, mm-hmm. you know, position, don't really do ankle locks, don't do this, don't do this. Yeah. And nobody really liked the heel hooks around me. Not, not too much. And I got, I was pretty good to get away with not getting heel hooks for as long as I did because I was going into advanced shit, not knowing how to defend a heel hook for my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, there was a couple of times where I got caught and I think I got caught like, I think three times in the beginning when I was an early, early purple or a blue. And it was because I didn't know, I didn't know how to fucking, I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Uh, but those things, getting caught is what made me one, I want to know to protect my own legs. Yeah. And two, I don't want that to be the reason why I lose a fight. I don't want that to be the reason why, okay. I'm going to lose this fight and my jujitsu is amazing, but I get, I just get healed. You know, like yeah. that doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. It's interesting. I know that that mentality doesn't make sense to me either. How pe- so a lot of people are ignorant towards it, but I think a lot of people are getting better at it, like be- less ignorant towards it. But if once you like, yeah. and I'm, again, I'm not a high level competitor, but I certainly love my lag locks. And once you start working and, and doing lag locks, it, like it, everything's changes. Yeah, I, I think it's frowned upon too much. Um, I think like people got to know you, you got to know if you, you are uh, yeah. in this day and age and you're a, a black belt, you, you got to know you, you have to. There's no way you're going to get away with it. Uh, if you want to be on all these like high level cards, you're going to have to learn how to do it. Yeah. Just, there's no you can't get around it. If you want to stay in your bubble and you want to stick to whatever rule set, Not, then yeah. that's fine, yeah. fine. But that's up to you, you know, but I, I personally fell in love with leg locks on top of my game, but only because I was taught certain ways, things on how to do them really taught me. And then I started creating, I was very, I'm very creative with, with my jujitsu. Yeah. You know, so I feel like all my leg lock, all my leg locks are unorthodox. Like they're not, there's, I know all the regular stuff that sub only stuff would know. I know all the positional stuff that all like the IBJJF guys will know. And I base everything off those things. And I would be able to switch back and forth. So like I can fight in IBJJF and win the highest level of things. And I can fight in sub only and win. And I can fight in anyone's rule set. So when you mesh that together, I'm always able to kind of like, like jump into different sequences, which is why I think um, I, I try not to be sticking to one thing, even though le- uh, leg locks is a little bit more of my forte, especially mm-hmm. having e- Eddie coming and Eddie taking me under his wing with, with the leg locks. And, and he, blew my mind to to everything like he just blew my mind like he's the man for sure he is to me have you ever rolled him no man i've never no i've never met eddie or rolled with him or ever spoke to him to be honest i fought every i probably fought almost all the best luck lockers in the world um and i try to train with almost all the best ones and he is by far the best leg locker I've ever encountered. Um, I've heard that. My, minus, minus, like, if I saw, like, I'm sure if I trained with Gordon, he would be on point. Like, you know, but, but like, somebody, like, that I feel, like, like out of my experience, wow. the best leg locker I've ever, 
ever felt. Um, it's like a surgeon. It's completely different. Like rolling with him and training with him and, 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 and getting good and, and, and having stuff to offer back and forth with each mm-hmm. other. That was like an experience that I like will never for always be grateful. Like he, he's always like looking for like checking my opponents out for me. He's always giving me feedback and then, nice. and like, is uh, he just still rolling me. at all? Um, I'm, I, th- I think he's doing his own thing right this second because of everything that's going on right now and, and he's yeah. focusing on school, on school and doing his thing. But we stay in touch a lot and we always make sure we're good. And, 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 and before all this happened, he was still rolling. Yeah, he would come into awesome. my class and we, we, I teach and then we get like a round or two in and then that, that, would, that would pretty much be like how we did the mornings. He's so, like one thing I really liked about him, like for me, like, you know, promoting MMA, like most promoters, sure. Like there's lots of drama. Everybody likes drama, but I'm a really fan of like respectful, humble martial artists, like the true martial artists. And I, I love the way he handles himself. Like just doesn't say yeah. anything. He just competes hard and, and wins. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, I mean, for me, he doesn't get enough recognition that, that, that he deserves, all. man. Jiu-jitsu people, is a weird sport, man. Yeah, like, but. like that's why, like, when I hit stuff, like, there's stuff he taught me and things I modified and and I and I made better for me that, like, you know, like, I kept progressing. But I always got to give credit to Eddie because I love without that. him, without him breaking down some of those things, my creativity would have not even like gone into that that area so i always like give him credit for like those things um just again being exposed to him just mm-hmm. gave me so much confidence in in heel hooks nobody's invincible it doesn't mean you, i won't go out and i'm, I'm like oh i can't get heel hooked by nobody that's that's a lie yeah um but being Everybody. being exposed to it you get a little bit more relaxed yeah well that's it the higher you that again the old cliche the the higher level you're training with man like you're just going to get better right like it's just a yeah. no-brainer you're exposing yourself to these people who are just going to make you better and if you can take those licks and and just suck up yeah. that knowledge it's just going to make you better man what what do you as a teacher now like instructor obviously you pass a lot of this knowledge on to your students and stuff but what's yeah. something that really you get out of teaching now like you say you've transitioned a little bit in competing like your nerves aren't as or uh, like now you're you're loving the process as opposed to focus on winning so much. Is there something the same with the teaching? Like, what are you getting out of teaching? Um, I think I I uh, I love teaching. Um, I think teaching is like something like man, I gotta cool. teach and I gotta do this. But I actually love teaching. I, I learn a lot by teaching. You yeah. know, I've been teaching since I was a blue belt, and wow. I feel like my my knowledge of tech is is pretty there. Even if I don't do it perfect, like myself, I know. I know uh, uh, enough knowledge to to play with that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think the teaching is um, very beneficial for people to be playing with. And then I I, uh, I don't want to say my teaching has changed so much because you know all this stuff happened. I haven't been able to have my classes the way I would normally like, like a lot of virtual stuff. Still be able to mm-hmm. do private and things like that. Um, but uh, I just love giving back to, uh, you know, the students and, and give paying things forward for, for people who did things for me and stuff like that. Um, awesome. But teaching, teaching for me is an important part. Like you're passing around knowledge, you're, you're breaking things down. You're also picking apart, like, how do I teach this to uh, a, a newbie, not somebody that gets it. And then yeah. you break down the principles of each piece. And then you're like, Oh, maybe I taught it this way. He's not getting it this way. So, what am I doing? Oh, I do this and I'm not even explaining how I do this. And so then you start breaking that down and that really helps me understand the movements a little bit better and, and mm-hmm. just uh, overall 
giving back to the community. Um, I, I, I want to give up, give people the things that like, um, that I, I didn't have, like when I was coming up, you know, before I met Marilla, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like you said earlier, like uh, the jujitsu community is a little bit spoiled and it's, it's, it's because of people like you and everybody putting out these DVDs and putting out techniques and just like spreading the community is, is the, the community is pretty wide open when it comes to helping one another. And it's, it's a super interesting community jujitsu, man. I want to ask you, you know, we got a couple things here. I want to cover just before we get out of here. Um, you know, people that you have trained with that uh, other than, um, you know, the, the ones you've actually mentioned, people that have made a big impact in your life, uh, you know, and, and kind of kept you on this path of greatness. Um, we'll call it. Uh, yeah, I'll say my old coach, Carlo Chan, he was the first one that like kind of looked out for mm. me when I was coming up as a white belt. And uh, cool. he was a good coach and he took me as far as he could take me uh, until I, I, it was just time for me to yep. go. And I met, I met Marillo and it was just time to go. But he, he's somebody that actually ended up back at Unity oh, and cool. uh, someone awesome. that like I, I still like hold very dear and, and have him like in utmost respect. Like, it doesn't matter what happens. It's like, old oh, professor, like, you know, he's my first coach. Um, cool. uh, Devante, Dev Bones has always held me down. Um, Bones, bad man. Bones always ha held me down, man. Like, uh, he's always like, when he's seen me like a little messed up, he's, he's always been that little voice. Um, Murillo goes without saying, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, who else? Yeah, it's um, important some, to have those there, people, man. Keep there, there's a couple. There, there's a couple people, but I wouldn't say like, like I wouldn't say like uh, I have like um, they, 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 there are people that put me on the stray, and but like I, I've always been like pretty focused on what yeah. I want to do because yeah. we're com coming where I from come from, or like how how I was raised and stuff. You will not be able to get to. You will not get what you want if you're not working like extremely hard. So I feel like I've always had the work ethic. Uh, Murillo came along and helped me with so many things and he looked out for me and he opened doors. And so Murillo's really the person that like, he didn't have to open any of those doors for me, yeah. you know? So him doing that, I kind of owe him the world. Um, but, you know, he kind of opened the doors and was like, yo, you know, that's everything else up to you, you know? That's huge. So, you know, when, having those people, I feel the same way about my coach, you know, when you have people that like are there for you through thick and thin and just willing to, and when they like, anyway, when they, when they see you be successful, I think that's the way they're thanked, you know, because they're so proud and happy of you. So uh, a couple questions here again, uh, Yankees or Mets fan? You know, I have to say Yankees. I'm not a fan of yeah. the baseball, but I have to <laughs> say Yankees because, uh, Probably okay. like my whole family is Yankees. Uh, it's just Good. the Bronx, you know. Shout um, out to Brian and Gene Clark, my parents, big Yankee fans. <laughs> yeah, the, my family loves the baseball. I'm probably the only one that did combat sports. So, um, yeah. What do they I'm think of that? Uh, the, to be honest, like, uh, they, I mean, they're okay with it now, but uh, they, you know, they, they were, you know, in my culture and growing up, it's more like work, die. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, uh, I, I, I decided to, to do what I wanted to do. And so everyone's cool now, but in the beginning, it definitely was not, it was good. It was more like, oh, you need to get a job and yeah, yeah. and pay your bills and die. And, and yeah. so I, I'm like, nah, I got a way bigger vision than that, you know? Mm -hmm. well, good for you. And look at you now, man. I love it. 
Um, New York City. Uh, if you know, I've been there a lot. My, I kind of work in the travel industry, so I take people on tours a lot. I've been to New York City a hell of a lot. Um, it's probably my favorite city in the world. Any restaurants you'd suggest uh, anywhere in the in the five boroughs that uh, mm. myself or anybody should check out? Man, I'm not the best person for that. You know why? Because I'm so on like a such a clean diet during like yeah, Thursday through, through thir Monday through Thursday. And then like actually Monday to Thursday and Sunday. So really I only eat whatever I want on a Friday night. And it's probably like, you know, like semi-healthy things like, <laughs> yeah. like buffalo cauliflower, like some pizza mm, or yeah. like um, or, or like a, a taco or something. It's not like a, I don't have like the number one restaurant you should try. I would say that I'm a very big fan of Vito's Ices and Slices in the whole city of pizza. I think that they make it really awesome. Um, I think you should check that out. Uh, other cool. than that, other right. spots I, I I wouldn't know too much just because I don't I cook all my own food. And yeah, like I, stay, I try to I try to stay away from like uh, as 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 being disciplined because all I do all I want right now is a cookie. You know? yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been well, dreaming about a cookie for like a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got I do that sometimes too. Dream about cake or cookies or. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "What is today? Today's today's Thursday. Oh, tomorrow I can have a cookie. Nice. Tomorrow, we'll have to send you down some pizza from here. We got some world famous pizza. We'll we'll send it. Yeah. Obviously, it's not world famous if you don't know it, but we're gonna try to make it world famous. That's fine. <laughs> I'm down. I also love trying pizza everywhere I go. So nice. Cool. But pizza everywhere is nothing compared to Italy. That that is just. Yeah. I it went to Italy. And that blew my mind. What you, did where were you in Italy? Uh, I think I don't know the exact day, but it was it was sometime this past year, and uh, it was for Nogi Europeans. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's right. I don't remember the exact day, but it was mm -hmm. there, and I, I had so much fun. I had so much it's fun. crazy all these like this COVID stuff, man. I hope it gets like yeah. People are shut back down here. Like we're we're in this maritime bubble here. We're so we're in the Nova Scotia, which is like up north and to the east of you guys. And our four provinces, like four states, are kind of in this bubble where no, and we only have like, we have no one case maybe in our province, maybe, maybe that's it. But we only have like a million people, so everybody's been like we're we're kind of lucky. So if you have to, if you come in here, you have to quarantine for two weeks, and that's what I'm doing right now. I had to go out for a wedding for my uh, girlfriend's brother's wedding, and now we're back and we have to stay inside for two weeks. That's insane. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, COVID's crazy, but I'm just not. I, I don't have the same views as uh, a lot of people on on, on COVID. I, I think that um, it's good to have precautions, but sure, and, and, you sh and, you, and, and everyone should try to do what they can do to be safe. But you know, those of us that are healthy and we're alive and we're good to go, the world. You know, unfortunately, yep. the world keeps going on. You know, mm -hmm. like we got to keep living. We got to keep living. I'm not gonna hide. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep going to live my life and try to take, you know, do as much precautions as you can, but I'm just going to believe in my immunity and, and, and try mm -hmm. to believe in my, my system and try to be as healthy as I can be. And mm -hmm. then just keep going on with my life and, and doing my career. And there's no, yeah. you know, Good for you. I, I think I'm a fond believer of like you do you and I'm going to do me. Um, and whatever makes you happy is what makes you happy. You know, yeah. um, but New York is pretty crazy. So New York's like <laughs> New York's New York drives me insane right now. Like all this yeah. stuff. Like just like if I wasn't here with Unity and, and everything, I, I I'd leave because yeah. I, I just can't stand it. 
but that's just me. But I've been to Texas a bunch. I fucking love Texas. Everybody loves Texas. My brother lives in Austin. He loves it there. Everybody swears by it. Everybody's moving there too. Yeah, because Texas is doing it right, man. People say whatever they want, but Texas is doing it right. Texas takes all the precautions. They don't throw it in your face. They try like to not make you feel stupid, but they're like, "Yo, you still got to wear the mask when you go inside." Yeah. Um, but you still get to eat inside. You, you get to you That's know you get to go it. You gotta you you gotta take your precautions, but life goes on, and they're doing that very well over there. And I think like Fight to Win was doing it very awesome over there. Um, they were like following all the protocols, and and they were yeah. doing everything to bring it through. There's no reason why we can't go on if we're doing totally. right. I saw yesterday, actually, Texas, or maybe today now, Texas has applied the commission. They're going to start doing events in Texas now with fans. So yeah, yeah. UFC will probably be back there and fight to win or whatever, yeah. doing them with fans and stuff. Yeah. And that's, we'll, yeah, we got to move on get back to the life here. Yeah. Come on, Jesus. Fight, fight, fight to win allowed um, allowed like a certain amount of capacity. So we, I had fans. Every, there was live people there every time I went. Um, nice. It was just not – it was just not – a crazy amount it was just you know whatever we could do but still like we're going to philly next and in philly we're going to still have a little bit of tickets for live live spectators so you know life goes on don't give a shit (laughs) seth Seth isn't he doesn't care that's the boss man he is man he doesn't give a shit he'll he'll tell it straight how it is i like that very cool i got a lot of respect for that guy he's you know that whole team no sleep thing is for real yeah, so. no, no. He's he's a good dude. Um, shout out to Seth and F- Fight to Win for having me. Like, just opening those doors this past COVID thing. You know. Yeah. What last question for you, Stinky Gear guy? What do you do? <laughs> um, not nah, man. I just I pull him to the side and just tell him, just straight up tell him, like, yo, you gotta wash your gear. You don't roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, depends on how how what how bad it is if it's unbearable like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to change it like i've rolled with many people but we're we're stinking as we roll versus like before but i've been i've i've come upon it maybe i it happened once i kept rolling but the next time I'm like nah you just gotta gotta clean your gear man it's that's right part of it. i've done yeah, it too sometimes i feel like shit i'm like oh, no 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 no, 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 no. Oh, man, I would I would want somebody to tell me if like it's different if like you train and you like you wash your gi and it kind of smells because maybe you didn't wash it perfectly or like yeah. you had the bat. Then I, I can understand that, but like having some crazy funk is insane. Yeah, it is. It's go. This is not a sport for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, man. Especially right now, Marcus Rodriguez. What a guy! The massage, the masseuse. Yeah, yeah that, shout out, shout shout out to to uh, uh, jujitsu massage man. He he makes sure my body's good every, uh, before I go every week to he's go fight. Guy. Actually, every and I think I see him like almost every week. It's just he's uh, yeah. it's just his work keeps me very Speak good uh, strength for my fight. Nice, yeah, he's a good guy, real nice fella. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us, folks. Uh, there you have it. Uh, hopefully not the last time, but uh, that's the first time we had you on. I'd love to have you on again. Uh, Good yeah, luck yeah. Uh, and your your fights coming up. Any anyone you want to give final shout outs to, or how can everybody give you a follow on social media? Yeah, yeah. If you guys want to follow me on social media, you can just go at Juni underscore BJJ. Um, it's you know open to public, so you can go there. Um, especially if you want some. Uh, it's at, at J U N N Y. Ah, underscore BJJ. I don't know why. It's okay, guys. That's it. J U N N Y. Yes, like that, just like that. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you guys can follow me there. Uh, at latest news and also some some always real world real world uh 
talk about life in it and, and anything I, I put on there, I, I really believe in it. And I take time to think about it before I even write it to make sure that my content is 100% pure and uh, is helping people versus just putting up a quote and saying some dumb shit and not, not really living that life. Um, everything I do is, is, is accurate to me and my, my personality and what I believe in. So if you guys want to follow me there, that'd be awesome. Shout out to my sponsors, Joe Toon, uh, Virus, okay? Uh, those guys keep me uh, awesome with the gear. And shout out to my gym, Unity Jitsu, and um, all my teammates. Good luck. Uh, I know you're fighting the pants, and I uh, hope you guys all do well. Uh, but that's pretty much it, man. I, I appreciate you having me on and taking the time to, to bring me on to your podcast. No, anytime, man. I, I love it. Uh, until next time, folks, Mr. Edwin Juni Ocasio. See you, buddy. All right, brother. Awesome. That was fantastic. It's always so important, folks, to have these high-level athletes on here. I learned so much from these guys. Uh, I've actually messaged Junie a couple times when I've been in Manhattan uh, to have privates, and it hasn't worked out on my end. I got caught up in work, but next time I'm in Manhattan, I'm going to go check out Unity and uh, take my licks and uh, get a private and uh, you know meet these guys and, and get some high-level training, and so I'm really excited for that. Really honored to have uh, Junie on there. Make sure you give him a follow, folks. Again, you can give him a follow online, Instagram, J-U-N-N-Y underscore B-J-J. And check him out at Unity Jiu-Jitsu. You know, these guys are super high-level, great people, very welcoming. So anyway, folks, we are back tomorrow, I believe, with Calvin Cater from the UFC. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Maybe. I could be wrong. If not, we'll be back Saturday with Nick Gulo, Nick the Tooth. All right, folks, lots of love. See you then. Mm-hmm. <laughs>